Okay, wait, wait. If I have a whole army of guinea pigs, they can just like ride. I can ride on them like a wave, I assume. Mm-hmm. Or they, they could carry like a, a palanquin. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 915, The Proposal. There's fireworks, which makes sense. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me, they use those very specifically. They're yeah, specific- they use the. This is why I wanted to talk about yeah, those. Yeah. Because I think they use ones very, yeah, they use them for specific events. Yeah. Yeah. So 21 minutes and 41 seconds. Mm-hmm. Who's that writer? Ah, uh, so the writer, this is important. Okay. The writer in this episode is Rob Hanning. Okay. Rob Hanning, who, you know, he's written some important episodes. He wrote, you know, Three Valentines. Mm-hmm. He wrote... Uh, he that wrote, important episode. No, no, no. I mean, like, ones that, like, we remember really yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, he wrote... Okay, I didn't put the title down, but I, I think he wrote the one that, where Fraser first reveals Niles' crush on Daphne. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did Mamma Mia. He just did the 200th. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I, it's important is because... He has written more episodes than any other writer that we've been rating. Mm-hmm. With this is with thirteen so far. This is his fourteenth episode. This is also his last episode of Frasier. Oh, so this is is a little send off to one of the most prolific and right now second highest rated like regular mm-hmm. writer of all of the people that we've rated. And actually, the funny thing is, we've rated. Every episode he's written. His the, oh. the third episode we rated was mm-hmm. the first one he wrote. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Rob Hanning we ha- is one of the only writers that we've definitely done all of them, but has written a lot. And the, and he's also been executive story editor on a bunch of ones mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But the in, in terms of just the written by mm-hmm. credit, this is the 14th and final Rob Hanning episode. Okay. And it starts with The Ring. Okay, so you don't want to answer the telephone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if Diana does not start this with a joke about the movie The Ring, uh, then I have to, but I'm going to be shocked if this doesn't happen. Aww. I'm so glad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the scene is so good. It is good. It is so good. Niles, Fraser, Martin, they're going to go pick out The Ring because it's time. It's going to be the proposed time. Niles is going to propose. So I love this. Martin thinks an earring is a ring. Uh-huh. It does have ring right in the board. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> it's a, sure, okay. Yeah. So I got my ears pierced for the first time ever mm-hmm. last summer. Mm-hmm. It, they took an incredibly long time to heal. Like they're mm-hmm. like six weeks to be healed. No, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I got them done in June. It took like six months, which occurs to me. You're still wearing them. And you got I, this up. is the point, is mm-hmm. I cannot take these earrings out. I don't know how to take them <laughs> off. <laughs> and because I know that it's likely that the piercing will close up. So, like, I need to be able to take them off and then, like, have the earring to put in. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how to take them off. Whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway. They're stuck yeah. on there forever. Yeah. And it's fine because I love these earrings. Mm-hmm. But um, these, aren't, these aren't Martin's other glasses. No, there's, like... He hasn't been wearing this in so long. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's funny because if you're glasses wearing, I'm curious like how often you get new glasses mm-hmm. because I just get a new pair every time I get my 
eyes checked, which mm-hmm. is very irregularly. Mm-hmm. I noticed that my I got my glasses now are very trendy mm-hmm. because everyone else is wearing them. Okay. The same pair of glasses, essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So I love this scene where they're like picking out the ring. Fraser's like, are you sure that Daphne shouldn't be here picking it? I've heard so many interesting things about this where mm-hmm. a lot of people go with their, I mean, I think, I don't know, the proposal might just happen before this and they go pick out the ring together. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think yeah. that could be a good idea. I think we talked about on the podcast, like, how Dave picked my ring. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really going to get into it, but if you're interested in that story, like, uh, let me know. I think we <laughs> talked about it. We may, but, I think we have. Yeah, but um, Dave yeah. did a tricky way of I having did. me kind of pick my own ring. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I managed to figure out a way to get Diana to pick her own ring without her knowing that she was picking her own ring. Yeah. But, um, or but even that I was involved. I think... I think Daphne likes the taste of Niles, so I think mm-hmm. that is fine. Yeah. That she's not there, and yeah. like he clearly wants it to be a big surprise, but I love this whole thing where they keep thinking that Niles and Fraser are a couple, mm-hmm. and then like Martin being like, no, 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 you're you're confused. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like that. Mm-hmm. But this whole this whole thing where they find the ring in the case, and then like his back hurts, and he ends up on one knee. Frasier like, does, yeah, yeah Fraser is, is looks like he's proposing mm-hmm. to Niles. Yeah. But I love that Martin walks out to go to Orange Julius, which they're in the mall. Yeah, because where else is there an Orange Julius? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are nice. There are malls with nice jewelers. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, no, I mean, but yeah, no, they're definitely just there's in the mall the and. Dallas that we would always go to around Christmas time. When you were looking for engagement rings. When I was looking for engagement rings. And they had a Tiffany's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the one in downtown Boston that has Tiffany's. Well, The one in downtown Boston is the freaking nicest mall. <laughs> it's so expensive. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I can't go in there because I can't shop at like 35 different Saks Fifth Avenue and stores I've never heard of before. It's, sure, it's true, but it is also attached to a what was at least one once a normal mall food court. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's like an Italian villa in there. Right. I don't Granted. even know what it is. Like you make your own wine and mm-hmm. there's you can only get beets. <laughs> Granted, it would have taken Martin like a week and a half to actually walk all the way to that food court and back. But the point is, it was a mall that had both a Tiffany's and a typical food court that could have had an Orange Julius in it. Yeah, like it had. It that... had a Panda Express. Yeah. So like. It, now it's upscale. It is. It was definitely more upscale. But the point is, like, I get it. Like, I get there being a jeweler that Fraser and Niles would go to in the same place where Martin might go get an orange Julius. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like this detail of finding out that Niles and Daphne have the same ring size. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the, oh, you had to try on this ring then. Yeah, yeah. That is. That is interesting. That implies that like. He's put on at least one of her rings to, like, check, though, which I think is is nice. Yeah. Which, by the way, an- that was another thing where related to me helping Diana, tricking Diana into picking her own ring was first subtly suggesting, like, hey, you don't really wear your ring- rings anymore to figure out one that actually fit her so I could bring it to be sized. Oh, but- that's why my rings are too big. Well, no, I've went to uh, I went to you. You put one on this. I know, but fit. my rings are too big. Well, okay, still, um, that, was, that was part of it. That was part of the very long term plan. 
I do remember that, and I didn't even know. I'm just now finding out that was part of the plan, and Dave super tricked me. I just thought I was getting a dinosaur bounce house. Uh-huh. I don't know how you go from like trying on a ring to a dinosaur bounce house, but that's just but that's our not, life. That's not even a thing you just made up because it's funny. That is like... Legitimately, I kept guessing that that was going to happen because I knew a surprise was happening and I thought Dave had like made a block party for me. Man, I feel like we need to record a bonus episode after this. It's just like, hey, if you want to know the full story. Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) So here's the one interesting thing about this scene and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's just sort of like I feel like we need to talk about it a little bit just because it happened. Okay. Where because when the guy that works at... The jeweler first starts talking to them and assumes that, like, they're preparing to, like, get engaged to each other. Mm -hmm. When, once he understands what's going on and walks away, they're like, I, you know, how could he make such an assumption? And then they both just say, latent. Yeah. It uh, was like, so they're assuming he's he's gay? gay and doesn't know it and is, like, projecting that. On them, I think, is what that means. Because latent homosexuality is a mm-hmm. term that means that, like, you don't know you're you're gay, essentially. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's a... And that is, like, an old Freud thing that, like, Freud suggested. That. Oh, then that's probably why. Probably, yeah. But I just think it's interesting that they assume that, like, that must mean he's gay. Well, I think it's that thing where they do on the show to be like... How could they do such a thing? And then they literally do the thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is exactly what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we're at the words. The words. Yeah. Yeah. So the first section, I think, is very funny, but it's like not a lot happens in it other than the picking of the ring. Yeah. And I, I think, think it's it very fun. I think it's very funny, though. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot does have to happen. The whole point of all this is just showing all of the Oh, I know. Steps I'm just saying, like, we didn't spend a lot of time, like, talking about it. But yeah. I'm just like, it's just good. It's, it's just, just good. good. Yeah, it's just a good, in solid me, in Frasier goof. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I love the scene, because mm-hmm. we're in Cabaret de Rosa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know it's been a while, and everyone has forgotten the, how much I love Cabaret de Rosa. But also, I think the last episode, you were talking about how much you love a good Niles and Ross scene, and here we have a good Niles and Ross scene. I know! Scene. I was just thinking that, yeah. and I'm thinking it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I love that he has written the world's longest poem, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, to propose, and he can't even get through it. He's just, like, sobbing, and uh-huh. I, it's just like... One, watch this scene and watch everyone in the background. It is my favorite thing. There was this person like right by Roz, like at the counter, just eating these small, tiny bites, just yeah. small, tiny bites. Mm-hmm. Multiple people go up to this person and have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Not just one person, like mm-hmm. a totally different person. This yeah, person's yeah. the most popular person in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he's just like there like eating like raisinets or something. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know why? No. Because when you film a scene like that, a lot of times you have to do multiple takes. And if you're going to eat, there's two ways to do it. One, if you're a principal actor person who, like... Believes in the principles of things. <laughs> who the camera's going to be focused on, but you need to actually, like, eat. Like, mm-hmm. eating is part of the scene. Usually what'll happen is there'll be, like, a spit bucket for between takes. So you can, like, bite. It'll cut. You can spit it out. So you don't have to be, like, eating, eating, I eating, I always eating, think eating. about Ocean's Eleven and that... Like shrimp cocktail that mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's eating. Yeah. Which and he's like, just legit eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, and they do, there's not continuity in that scene because mm-hmm. the amount of shrimps change. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. And so, but the, the continuity part's important because the thing is, if you're an actor in the background and mm-hmm. you eat something, when they reshoot it, they need to refill your food and you need to eat it again because mm-hmm. they might cut to a different shot where you're not eating and that can't work. There's so. this person, there's like this nerdy person also in the background. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about because I, I'm i like everyone else. You put glasses on a certain kind of person and they become a nerdy person. Mm-hmm. I like think I've become 25 times nerdier since I've gotten glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I am such a nerd Mm -hmm. it is so true but this person i'm just like watching them they're just having a great like the grandest old time here Mm -hmm. and just i love watching the people in the background and i don't enjoy it i don't because i don't i'm not watching like the episode like 50 times before we record so Mm -hmm. because then i i just blank out on what people are saying because i'm just like look at the people in the background (laughs) they're so goofy looking at them they're so fabulous and then i'm not paying attention Mm -hmm. but yeah, Roz walks in and she's she's helping Niles again get yeah. with the with the advice. Yeah, because he can't get through the entire thing he's written without just sobbing so hard, and he's like trying to figure out how. Because it's not just like a bit of tears, like some tears. She's like, no, no, man can cry a little bit. That's fine. But he like he can't get through. He's just like sobbing so hard. So she's trying to figure out like what parts can we cut. That make it so like you can get through this thing mm-hmm. essentially. So she, yeah, she's trying to find help him find things to like cut out, and she, he can't really find anything because everything he thinks it seems so important. And I love this bit about the roses. Okay, where... one we need to talk about how Roz knows that he's writing this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I love that she's like, oh yes, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah, Fraser told me, Fraser. but swore me to secrecy. Yeah, and he's like, I swore Fraser to secrecy. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, of course, Fraser can't keep a secret. Right. Yeah. But I also wrote a note in here, and I realized I noticed the same person later in the scene. And I okay. just wrote, who is this person with black hair that walks past? And they totally are the person that goes and talks to the yeah. tiny eats person. Yeah, I was going to say, you mean the second person that talks to that guy at the counter? Yes. Yeah, This yeah. black hair, it's just like, yeah, it's just some... like wonderful. Uh-huh. I will say this hair so like i don't know what she looked like for, like other than this hair but i was like this hair looks like someone who would be the like the stunning person sam malone can't avoid in an episode of oh, cheers the hair is stunning <laughs> yeah. that's why i can't i can't get over mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um yes the part with the roses is so great like do you need to do you need really need to compare her to three roses? Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, well, what do you suggest I cut out? Yeah. The you know the rose that is like her beauty, mm-hmm. her passion, mm-hmm. her sense of humor. Yeah, and I love that he like he breaks up at that yeah, moment like and starts he- like crying because of her sense of humor. But also, yeah, what you asked this question when we were watching mm-hmm. it, and I definitely have written as a note before you had said anything i am very curious which rose represents a sense of humor yes i want them (laughs) i want a whole bunch of them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like that's a like yeah there are ones that are meant to represent beauty and passion like the absolutely that's a thing with roses where different colors mean different Mm -hmm. things and all that stuff i've never heard of one that represents humor and I love it. <laughs> so unique. Mm-hmm. So Niles. Mm-hmm. But I love that Roz's whole thing is just like, this is too complicated. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, we didn't talk about the other part where he he's talking. She's like, well, do you really want words like hopeless and despair in here? Mm-hmm. And sh- he's like, that was my life before. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you probably do want to cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Just cut that out. Just yeah. cut that right out. Especially because, like, remember her whole, th- Daphne's whole thing was like, he's putting an awful lot of pressure on me. Remember mm-hmm. when, like, the whole reason they gave for why she was overeating and had mm-hmm. to go to the, he was putting too much pressure on her so being like without you my life is hopeless and i'm full of despair like that's too much don't do that don't say gosh that. gosh yeah don't say that to a person who like was so worried about the pressure of this relationship that like it like had that dramatic effect on them like well i love that roz just is like we just want to hear, you know, w- will you be my wife? Mm-hmm. And then she starts crying. Uh-huh. And maybe it, she's hoping for Roger to say. I well, I know. I think that's heavily implied. Mm-hmm. But just I just love that something so simple is, is just touching to her, mm-hmm. and she's is, yeah, she's, she's ready crying. To start crying. Yeah, and yeah. It's, she doesn't really start crying about anything. Yeah, I know. And and it made me think about our. We do need to do a bonus thing, we and I know to. we've already talked about it, we but we're to. gonna do a bonus thing. It made me think about people crying at our vows mm-hmm. that were incredibly goofy. Yeah. They yeah. were so goofy. And were. I'm just like, people were crying at that? <laughs> I'm, there's not, we don't have a video of it. I have no, no I, 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 I think people would have video now because phones are better now. Yeah. And, and it's too bad. But I just, I mm-hmm. feel like they were so goofy. But I, that's just the thing. It's not really, I think it's not like, the whole point of like it being funny is that like Roz is crying like at this kind of very simplistic thing, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not actually the words, right? right? Like Niles could say something, but it's not about the actual words. It's about, oh, you mean so much to me that I'm saying I want to spend my life with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is you know, it's like a lot of people are like, I don't want to get married. I don't think you have to get married to have the same sort of like sentiment with someone to be like, I we don't need to have this ceremony. Right. We don't need to have this pageantry mm-hmm. or whatever. But I want to spend my life with you. You're you're the person I want to be with. Right. I like being around you. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a big deal for if you're an introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you in my space, mm-hmm. even when I hate people. <laughs> Uh-huh. So it's like people are draining. You don't want them around. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to be like, yes, you can go into my secret library <laughs> and my and my you know gift wrapping room. Mm-hmm. You know, Niles is definitely an introvert. Yeah, Fraser is the extrovert. Yes, Between he likes the- he likes alone time. Yeah, yeah, but he likes together time. Yes, I think. Yeah, I. I think more, you know what I think Fraser is? Fraser is one of those, like, you can be an outgoing extrovert. You think he's an outgoing extrovert? I think You he's... think he gets his energy, well, yeah, maybe he gets his I mean, energy so, from, did like. Did I say extrovert? I meant outgoing introvert. introvert. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe he does recharge. He needs yeah. to be alone. Yeah. But that he likes being around people and he, f- I don't know, does he find that draining? Well, because there, we see a lot, literally the show starts with, the whole point of it in like the second uh, episode true, is how true. much he needs just like space to be alone and quiet to himself. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I say, like, he's definitely an introvert. He needs those, like, quiet moments to himself Mm -hmm. to recharge. But I also feel like he wants people to like him. He wants to be... He wants to be social and then go home and chill. If I was rich, I would have a reflection pond. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Like, the there's a museum here called Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Mm-hmm. And there is, a, like, a little pond in there and a little garden, a little atrium, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of her house. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, this museum, if you don't know, is just... Was just someone's house. I think we've talked about this before, but it, it's there's actually like was a big uh, art, yeah, if robbery you there. Don't live in Boston and you've heard of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. You've prob- probably what you know is millions of dollars worth of paintings got stolen from there. But it's really beautiful. It's just so interesting to yeah. go go into. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really would want a reflection pool. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you just need you need to reflect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Look at your own reflection. Mm-hmm. Hang out. It's like I want to be in nature, but not leave my house. And mm-hmm. that, that's how you do it. Yeah. So the wine. The wine. I, I like this scene a lot that's too. A good scene. Oh, yeah. I like. So we're at Fraser Department. Niles Fraser Martin are all picking the wine. They've had so many, so, much so wine. many sips at this point. Yeah. Well, so I think. It, okay, is this a total ruse? No, I think it's a combination. Oh, I thought it was like just a total no, ruse. I feel to like get it's, Martin. A, it's a dual thing. They okay. are absolutely trying to pick the right wine because a hundred percent, Fraser and Niles would spend this much time and effort trying to pick the absolute right wine for this proposal, which n- also, most people do not care. Right, but Fraser and Niles absolutely are using this for that purpose. In addition to the fact that they're basically just trying to get Martin drunk. Mm-hmm. Which I like that Martin, like he's having all this wine, and then he's like, "I gotta go clear my palate with some beer." Yeah, gotta go drink some beer. Which like they're trying to get him drunk, and he he's already drinking the wine, and then he leaves to drink some beer so that he can then drink more wine. Yeah, but you're not even supposed to drink the wine at a wine tasting. You're supposed to switch it. You're supposed to do like snorkel it. You're supposed to do like a a sniff, like a sniff, and do the like. It's not fun. And and then you're supposed to spit, but not drink. It's not, it's drink, not fun. Drink, drink, drink. Oh. Okay, this is not like the LMFAO song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So I love that his test to see if he's drunk or not is mm-hmm. to like say the that last name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the point is like they're trying to get him to take Daphne's mom out. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get him drunk enough to agree to take Daphne's mom out the night of the proposal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a good test where he's like, who was that widow you went out with a few years ago? And he's like, you mean Claire, why'd you do Bukowski? Did you say clear? Claire. Oh. I you said clear. No, it's Claire. Claire, why'd you do Bukowski? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, and by the way, remember Claire, why'd you do Bukowski? It sounded like you said clear again. I did not say clear. I said clear. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> but remember her? Yeah. I def. Yes. How could yeah. I forget that name? I know. It's a very good name. But I like that they did a callback to it. I do like a callback. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is like my test of like if I ever go out to like karaoke or like whenever I, I like to do It's the End of the World as we know it because if uh, if I can remember all the words to that, I'm not too drunk. Like to me, that's a that's a good song to play because I'm like, if I can't sing along with it. I've had too much. Mm-hmm. I need to stop. 
But at this then point, then you sing closing time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I yeah. guess that's why I've only ever heard you do that song once at karaoke. No, I've done it a couple times. Okay, maybe I wasn't there. The oh, no, time. no, you're right. I have only done it once, but I'll play it. At, I used to play it at parties. I used to put it on like a mixtape, a mix CD, and like I would play it. I like that you call it a mix I know. A mix CD, and then I would play it and like kind of sing along, and then I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay. Problem is now I've sung it enough times while I'm drinking that like it's like my brain has figured out how to do it. That seems about right. Mm-hmm. So the best part of this entire yeah, scene yeah. is that we find out Martin has not been this drunk since the time like he first asked Hester to marry mm-hmm. him, which she said no. Right. Which. Yikes. didn't know yeah and then he's like oh really mm-hmm. well what made her change her mind how did you change her mind yes marty? how did mart how did marty crane change change her mind and wink wink Wh- which like makes me think what else happened that night <laughs> mm-hmm. it it's could a be a little I mean, little phrase a little phrase because yeah. it turns out it's fraser that changed her mind so and i love that his Big shocking. Well, one, Niles already uh-huh. knows the story right. yep. because he's not surprised because, his, you know, his mother told him when he had the chicken pox. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, I just want to say one thing related to this. I'm sorry yes. to interrupt. But when he says that line, remember the time I had chicken pox? Mom told, told me to cheer me up. There is a very good, hearty belly laugh from one guy in the audience. There's one very good, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, it comes from the audience. It's really good. Was it the Count from Sesame Street? <laughs> it kind of sounds that way. It's like, it's this really good, like, the audience is laughing, but there's one guy that has, like, this very distinctive laugh. It's really good. I and never then... noticed the laugh track, and I think it's because I don't watch it on headphones. I was I know, also... I, didn't wa- no- I noticed it the second time today. Oh, when I, I never was like, noticed oh, I need that. to go take a note. There was a very good, yeah, it was when we rewatched it that I noticed I, it. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I never noticed it. I was watching this at work with a bunch of pop music playing in the background. <laughs> well, okay, that does not help your ability to hear, subtly hear, like, one guy laughing in the audience. I, you know, I got most of it. <laughs> I got the, the, the important parts. But I love that Fraser's whole deal about knowing this is... Mm. Is his birthday the same? Yeah. Is it? Have you been lying? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's that. It's very funny. So then we have where he's agreed to go out with Mm -hmm. uh, Daphne's mom, Mm -hmm. Gertrude, Gertrude. who we still haven't heard her actual name. And then she comes, you know, Daphne and like Gertrude come back. Mm -hmm. And then they. Mm-hmm. She's just being so terrible. But it's really interesting because we have this interaction where she's actually sort of flirting with Martin, where she's yeah, like, definitely oh, like- hi, Marty. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. Which uh, I didn't realize it was going to play such a big, like, uh, be so important in this scene, in this yeah. episode. But I definitely was like, oh, that's definitely a very, like, flirty thing happening mm-hmm. here that I don't think has been happening yet. Yeah. And I feel like it's there specifically to set up the the next part of the episode. But- also, I do want to say, John Mahoney doing a very good drunk voice in this. Oh, yes. It's very good. Like, some people, they do it too much. They go too hard on the mm-hmm. drunk voice. I don't get that. You mean that. like Simon? <laughs> well, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just mean like... He's the original Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, it. This remind, this feels like a guy who's actually drunk. 
Which right. a lot of people, when they do drunk voice, they don't sound drunk. I feel like when I'm drunk, and I don't know because I haven't really heard myself. I'm sure I have, actually. Mm-hmm. I talk very slowly and deliberate, mm-hmm. but I still cannot talk correctly. Uh-huh. But it, it's like, I don't feel like I'm talking slowly. Right. But I can tell, like, I know that I am mm-hmm. to other people. Right. And that's a very weird, that's a weird sensation. It's yeah. like, it's really great when you're with other people that are also drunk, because mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what right. is happening. Right. It's like in my head, I'm just like, I'm speaking very slowly right now. <laughs> and my thoughts seem really slow. Uh-huh. But I don't really know what's coming out of my mouth is slow or not. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Right. I will say, it's funny, whenever I edit the episodes, I usually edit them at two times speed. Mm-hmm. But then I sometimes need to put it back to one time speed mm-hmm. to like be more precise in the stuff mm-hmm. that I'm cutting out or whatever. And whenever I put it back to the normal speed, I feel like I'm talking like this because everything feels so slow Okay, weird. Once I-, I listened to an audiobook with Dave and I was just like... I am feeling really anxious right now. I don't know what's going on. And Dave's like, oh, oh, the book is sped up. Let yeah. me like. And it wasn't a lot. It was at like 1.3, I think, or 1.2. It was such a sigh of relief, but it does feel so slow. But I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, it makes me feel very panicked. Yeah. So if you listen to the podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, the opening theme is. <laughs> what? Just you listen to the whole podcast. It must be so fast and weird. I mean, I li- again, I listen at like one point three. It's not like super fast. It's just a little faster. But no one's and, voice sounds correct. I know you've no, like had me listen to it, and I'm just like that does not sound correct. It it sounds fine, but the one place where it's noticeably different is when the music is playing in the opening theme because like the song, it's a song, it's a departure by the Long Winters, and. It, it's a it's a really good song, but there's a lot of different like tempo things in it. Like there's some really fast parts and some slow parts. But when it's really sped up, it's like real. It feels really fast at the sped up speed that I listen to it. Even though like it's only it's not super sped up, but it's just enough that it's like like it's kind of stressful to listen to. Where like I've set it so it starts playing like at the end of the theme because it's like the the bpms are too high on this song and it's just like it's too it's fast and like i'm feeling stressed out listening to this opening theme not the rest of it but for some reason it's really interesting to feel like that's why like certain music is used in scenes i believe Mm -hmm. is to like heighten the intensity of it Mm -hmm. but to it's weird to be like fast music makes you feel stressed Mm -hmm. which maybe that's why people do club drugs (laughs) Because they're like, this music is stressful, but if I take this mm-hmm. drug, everything feels good. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I think it is? Is that if the BPMs are slightly higher than like a resting heart rate, mm-hmm. then it feels like your heart is beating faster than it is. So if it's oh. really fast, then it doesn't necessarily have that same effect. But I feel like if it's a little faster, it makes your body like want to be working at a rate that like fits that heartbeat this is okay that actually makes a lot of sense that why that w- i would feel really stressed out by that because i get panic attacks mm-hmm. so that's probably made me feel like i was having a panic attack right because if you're not f- 
physically exerting yourself and your yeah. heart's beating at that rate, then yeah. something's wrong. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so yes, Martin does it. We hear a good drunk voice. Mm-hmm. Good drunk voice. And then Daphne's mom is terrible. Mm-hmm. And but Martin's going to go out with her. Yes. Yeah. So now we're in the diversion. Yeah. Speaking of. Where the heck are they going on the state? They're on a pleasure boat. On <laughs> the transcript, what it says is scene one, the Puget Sound Ferry. So it's the Puget, it's the ferry in Puget Sound. Okay. Well, I wonder if I've been on that. Have no idea. Okay, because I went. My dad was stationed in Seattle mm-hmm. for a while when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I went to Seattle a lot. Mm-hmm. And we rode the ferry, and I got you know those like machines where you can get the like hot drink out of it. I would mm-hmm. always get a hot chocolate and mm-hmm. always probably burn myself. I can I just imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we rode the ferry all the time, so I had to imagine that it's this ferry. Anyway, it's not romantic. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be romantic because you can see the nice, like, sunset out the window and everything. Fairies are fun, but, okay, so, Gertrude's laying it on thick here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I know when a man's trying to seduce me. Mm -hmm. And, like, Martin's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Then we see Peg and a mystery lady come in. (laughs) Yeah. Remember Peg from, like, one episode ago? The spinach? No, (laughs) she's so much more than just the spinach. She's the ham. She's the ham. She wants to be the ham, it sounds like. She's she's trying. No, she was the ham. Now she wants to be the spinach. Okay. But <laughs> Martin wanted spinach all the time. He said he wanted ham, but he did want spinach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, this is a confusing analogy. Sure So is. Martin, I actually think Martin does such a good job of being like, you misunderstood me. To this Mrs. Is, Moon, to Gertrude. Yes. Yeah. To be like, you misunderstood me. This is a friend date. Yeah. And she just does this like whiny, mm-hmm. oh, you don't find me attractive, boo-hoo. Why? Like, what are you doing? Like, she's being manipulative. Yeah. And be, laying yeah. the shame guilt act on Martin. Mm-hmm. And and like, so the Martin has to, I, well, I, it's funny because one, she interprets what he says as like her, him saying that she's unattractive, which is mm-hmm. not what he says at all. Yeah. But I love his response being like, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, then she's doing the like martyr thing where like, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I think I understand like her being disappointed that it's not a date. Right. But I feel like this is, yeah, this is her like sort of like taking the what should be a fairly simple like oh okay i mean that's disappointing but yeah, and like putting it on him and i like, feel like it could be like i understand her being disappointed and her being embarrassed because right. she thought it was something else mm-hmm. we live in a day and age now where no one says they're going on a date mm-hmm. but also if you're not going on a date say this is not a date yeah. Don't say this is a hangout because people say hangout. Well, now, yeah, you can't people, just say Because people hangout. don't want any risk. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. It's like people don't want any risk, so they just say hangout now. Right, right. So they're just like, if this is a bad idea, there's not anything. And I'm just like, nah, just like be, make your intentions clear. Just like be, it's a date. And mm-hmm. if it's not, that's fine. Right. Like, well, it's cool. Or you can simply be like, if you're going to call it a hangout and not a date, just be like, you can. Be, I feel like you can say like, "Hey, let's do let." To right me, now, I almost I like look. I feel like a hangout mm-hmm. is 
saying like I'm open to romance, like okay. much like I Lady think- Gaga. <laughs> well, I'm open to, to romance, but I'm casual. Well, or I think you need. I think it's important to just be like honest and open about it, and be like, so I. You seem like a person I could be I could be friends with and just hang out with and have a good time with if you're but I'm not going to pretend you're not a person I maybe we might want to do smooch times. So let's do a hang out and if we want to do smooch times cool if we don't if we're just friends that's cool. That's exactly what I said. Well, that's exactly what, what I was but saying. What I'm saying I guess it's like what I'm saying is like so you don't that's why you can you don't have to say it's a date. Um Dave, I'd like to hang out with you, and if it's smooch times, maybe that's okay, but if we're just friends, that's fine, too. No, I want smooch times. (laughs) (laughs) Going out with Peg. (laughs) Okay. I want the ham. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, this mystery lady is laying it on thick with Mm -hmm. Peg. Yeah. I almost think Mystery Lady wants to get with Peg in this scene. Uh, I think she wants to hear some stories. I think she wants some Mar- Marty details. <laughs> she I wants think she Marty wants to detail. know about Marty's hams. Probably does. <laughs> she wants to know about Marty's ham. Um, but, so, yeah. so Peg is starting to think like, oh yeah, maybe I do want the spinach. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he is cute. He mm-hmm. is nice. Maybe, oh, he did all these things to court me and I just was like, no thanks. <laughs> And now she's like, hmm. And like, okay, but Mystery Lady is like, hey, you should go up and say hi. And she's like, no, it's weird. And I agree with Peg. It is yeah, weird. No, it's weird. Especially because right now, what like when they walk in, what they're seeing is Gertrude here like closely like leaning in, doing mm-hmm. some chest and shoulder touches, like very extremely flirty, mm-hmm. close, like this looks like a date thing. Yeah. If you're peg going up and saying hi right now is weird making yourself like visible at an angle where if martin chooses to go over and say something isn't weird or like if you pass the table because they're by the bathroom area and you walk past the table and you're like oh hi right that's fine right but you can't just go over there and walk over there it seems so weird anyway i just disagree with mystery lady here Uh but peg doesn't she she ends up trying to go over. Okay, but. so obviously here's the worst part because he's trying to be nice to Mrs. Moon by <laughs> saying, hey, look, I can't really be with you uh, in the way that you might be looking for right now. Yeah. So, but then Peg overhears this and is like, oh, no. Yeah, because he goes into some detail. He about, goes into some detail. About how because of the gunshot wound he there's no nothing works he doesn't have any feeling down in his groin area as he puts it Mm -hmm. it just doesn't groin is a terrible word (laughs) it is don't like that word yeah which you brought this up and i didn't even think about it even though i was the one that first heard this but like that was true i believe at this time about john mahoney because i saw in that interview I read that interview uh, with John Mahoney talking about his romantic relationships, and he talked about having had, I believe, colon cancer, and how the surgery meant uh, re- resulted in uh, uh, there was like a something that cut a nerve or whatever. And now he can't feel anything, in like uh, he doesn't get any like anything, so he can't have sex, and mm-hmm. or couldn't have sex, and so that's why 
he didn't end up really pursuing any romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it makes me wonder, like, is this written in here like the is this written with Rob Hanning knowing that or it, or John Mahoney suggesting it or something like that? Or is it just coincidental? Yeah, I don't. I It's interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. But the important anyway. But the, the important, important thing, part is that Pam hears this and just like peg. no thing. Yep. She's not. You're mixing up Peg and Ham. You got Pam. I am. <laughs> Peg yeah. hears this. Mm -hmm. I do. Can we just call her Pam now? She's kind of Pam. She's Pam. She's, she's yeah. Pam. Yeah. Um. <laughs> mm -hmm. Peg hears this. Decides no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Which Peg? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Like. I understand her being uncomfortable because, like, she's overhearing something that is personal. Right. And being like, oh, no. <laughs> right. I, right. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if she is interested enough to go try and have this conversation, then she needs to, like, be willing to talk to him and hear that from him. Because, like, yeah. he wanted, he they were making out clearly he wants to do that much. Mm-hmm. If he's telling her that he doesn't, we don't want know that. what that spectrum of making out is. True, Everyone, yeah, yeah. we don't know what was happening. Was it just kissing? Mm -hmm. Was it over the close? Was there over the close touching? Might have been. Mm -hmm. Might not have been. Right. We don't know. Right. We don't know. That's true. We don't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Right. By the way, this is where we first hear the name Gertrude. Martin calls her Gertrude in this scene. Oh. So that's how we, like, that's okay. when, we, it's the first time we ever hear that name. Okay. But, Let's yeah. just go away from this uncomfortable boat section. <laughs> mm-hmm. To every scene on a boat in the show is just trash. <laughs> what other? sad. The trashy guy that Roz went out with. True, but that's a really good episode. That was a good, uh, what? Is it really good? Yeah, I guess it's, it's a good. really good episode. I do like when you explode out of a closet, mm -hmm. which had a boat in it, mm -hmm. a boat with a mini boat. Isn't it weird how like you have to have some other boats on your boat <laughs> just in case your boat stops working? You're like, got to get in this other boat. Mm -hmm. But what don't you need then another backup just in case your <laughs> other boat doesn't work? And then you have an even smaller boat mm -hmm. until like there's just a boat and you can't fit on it anymore. I'm pretty sure once you get to the the third boat, you're already on a boat that you can't fit on. Like, the third boat is already too small. Well, I'm, I'm you just... gotta save your chihuahua. <laughs> <sighs> That's um, what really matters. It's true. Uh, anyway, yeah, so now we're at the next section, the proposal. With okay. the second appearance of Wolfgang Puck. What's the first appearance of Wolfgang Puck? He was the guest voice in Merry Christmas. Oh right! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he's making some Cajun style crab cakes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I feel like is a joke I do not understand. I think the joke is just that like the, the Cajun blackened like thing is absolutely a a cooking style, but the point is that like Fraser is very much is because he cannot chill ever and mm -hmm. has to control everything he has to tell the stripper how to strip and he has to tell wolfgang puck how to cook and it's like he knows what he's doing like mm -hmm. but he's there like oh it's it's going that's turning a bit it's turning a bit brown and by brown i mean black 
And it's just like, I mean, it is very funny. It is funny. No, I'm not pretending it's not funny, but it's only funny because but I do terrible. love when Niles goes in the kitchen and like, mm. he's like, oh, is everything okay in here? And he's like, well, some things are okay in here, but some things aren't. Yeah, and yeah. like, and he sort of like punches Fraser a little mm-hmm. bit to be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what are you Leave messing up?" Wolfgang Puck alone. And but then he's immediately like, "Oh, what's happening? I see. I don't agree yeah. either." Do I smell burning crab? Which I love because, like, so I remember like when he was when he was talking, I noticed he like did sort of a weird sniff, like yeah, in the yeah, yeah. this thing that I felt like you wouldn't. As an actor, you wouldn't do, but it felt very natural. Mm-hmm. And then after he stopped and he sniffed again, and it mm-hmm. was like, "Do I smell burning crab?" But the funny thing is, like, then I thought about like his extremely like detailed nose, his his, mm-hmm. his sophisticated nose that can pick up smells. And I'm like, "Oh, he knows what what burning crab smells like. Mm-hmm. He knows specifically what burning crab is." But it's That's a weird festival. <laughs> Yeah, the burning crab festival. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone wears crab outfits. Mm-hmm. And then they just burn a giant wooden crab. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so. But Daphne's here. Okay. So much has gone in this preparation. <laughs> I know. I know. And it... Daphne has the flu. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to lie down on the couch and die. Mm-hmm. And. And. Yeah, because we see, oh, sorry, we see there's like a whole like choir waiting and they so go off to hide. So many things. There's a yeah. bard. Mm-hmm. There, yep, yep, yep. It's like an entire run fair is in here. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Daphne's got the flu. Oh no. She and can't eat. It's so funny. So they had to like cancel everything. Okay. For, uh, Niles goes in the kitchen and was asked Wolfgang Puck to freaking make some broth for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, the no. thing is, he's the one at the stove. Like, you if, cannot ask a celebrity chef to open up a can of broth for you. I agree, but at the same time, I think about what it would be like to be working at that stove and then have Niles trying to like go over and just like put a pot on it and like heat up some okay, broth on I'm his own. I'm just saying, if Rachel Ray was there, maybe. <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow. She, I feel shade like Shade thrown, like shade thrown, like. No, 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 no. I just feel like she wouldn't understand what was happening. She'd be like, no problem. Let's figure this out. Oh, so and shade then, thrown at Wolfgang Puck. He doesn't Yeah. He doesn't. He's like, he, we see he also has no chill. <laughs> he has no chill in this episode. Like. Well, I don't know what he's like. I feel like he's a kind man. I, I really have no idea. I want to believe he's a kind man. I'm just saying. Plus, he's got his own broth. You could pop have, open one of those. I thought you said his own bra, like his own line of bras. <laughs> no, he's got his own his own broth. He, he does. He could just pop open one of those like sh- shelf he, stable like what are those called? Something packs like I forget what the word is. Bouillon. No, the the those those like metal and paper combination things that they pop open. They got the twist thing on the top and they pour open. Carton. Yeah, they've got a specific name. It's a something pack, and I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He could pop open his own thing with his own face on it and just be like, here's here's my Wolfgang Puck He, brand he opens broth. up his own face and broth comes out. Yeah, he's just got a little nozzle. It just like oh, turns gross, on the side gross. of his face and just pours oh out. Oh my god, ew. You went there. You went there. I went. 
Oh, it's like Tetra Pak. That's, I guess that's the brand, but that's what it is. It's Tetra Pak that makes it. Well, sense. I'm glad that we found this out. Okay. Yeah. This whole thing. <laughs> it's all so good. Okay. Frazier's sneaking everyone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Before that happens, when they're all in the kitchen, Daphne thinks she sees a bird. Oh, yeah, with the doves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tries to sneak out. Sneak, gets Daphne to the guest room mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. everyone can sneak out. Right. And then everyone has to hide. Mm-hmm. And then... Everyone just crawling past, which like, well played on your part. Yeah, I I like I love it because they definitely do a like military style like commando crawls in this. Like I like how they're like coordinating like a couple of people at a time mm-hmm. trying to get through here. When whenever Daphne and weirdly, it almost seems like Fraser's trying to hide also hide everyone from Niles, and it's like. Niles can know what's happening. It would be better if Niles knew what was happening, but it seems like he's trying to hide them from both. Um, but- I do love, yeah, I love that the one guy won't, like, come uh-huh. out, like, the way he's like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he can't looks do it. terrified. He does. He, he looks terrified, which I think fits, again, into how it's supposed to be, like, a military thing, where it's like, I can't do it. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. it's, I can't go. But, like, Frazier comes over there, like a, like a, like a strong commander, and he's like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna make it, and, like, helps him go over there. But also, I wanted to say, the reason I brought up the bird is when Niles goes out to, like, make sure Daphne doesn't see that there's an mm-hmm. actual bird. So, like, a f- one feather floats down, and he like, he, like, grabs it and throws it down and, like, stomps on it, mm-hmm. right? So, the funny thing is, the first time I watched this, I glanced away at the moment the feather came down, mm-hmm. and then I looked back, and I just saw him stomping on the ground, and I was like, is he stomping the bird? And I had to, like, rewind and make sure he wasn't stomping the bird. And then when we re- rewatched oh, yeah, it today, yeah, yeah. you asked, is he stomping the bird? And I'm like, you're watching this the second time. You should know he's not stomping I know. The- <laughs> Why would you stomp on a feather, though? I mean, I don't know. Flatten it to make sure, like, it doesn't float back up again or something. I don't know. Just but- talk about your damn pillows. <laughs> right. I just thought it was funny that, like, we both thought that at different times viewings of Maybe the episode he is stomping the bird he's not stomping the bird wank what what i don't know it sounds like a euphemism it does kind of sound like a euphemism so this whole thing is to be like daphne's so sick but it doesn't matter because niles just loves every aspect of her mm-hmm. and asks her to marry him anyways right mm-hmm. now right skips his speech skips all of the other things and is just like just says it he he does what Roz says essentially mm-hmm. he follows Roz's advice because he literally just like says like, he ends up on a, on a knee because he's like just doing things to like help her mm-hmm. out and make her feel better and then just I thought he was sitting down no he's kneeling in front of her okay yeah and what's more though how do you know this is real and true and good mm-hmm. is that he kisses her and I'm like, this is Niles. This is super germaphobe Niles who knows Daphne has the flu. And uh-huh. he kisses her. on. He kisses her twice. Once on the forehead and once on the mouth. And nev- like, even though he reacts once to her sneezing, the fact is he kisses her on the mouth while knowing she has the flu. For Niles to do and that, I, that's I love. Okay, I love Fraser's reaction. He seems so touched, mm-hmm. but also the one person somehow was listening to his iPod and didn't get out here. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. But now he's like going to blow this giant 
trumpet mm-hmm. and then like yeah he's like a, one of those royal trumpeters essentially and then like the tackle that happens <laughs> yeah. very good also how is this completely silent right yeah this would probably make some noise but uh but it doesn't niles has very good carpets he does he has very nice carpets so yeah yeah i don't even know what the end scene is here oh it's him carrying out Woking puck yeah yeah, and he like is gagged or something. Yeah, he too. like ga- like yeah. Fraser has Wolfgang Puck like gagged, tied up, and like is fireman carrying him out the door essentially. And which he agreed to that. Like, well, that's the thing. That's I'm just really like, happening. But oh, you mean real life Wolfgang Puck agreed to be gagged and carried out of real life this episode by yes! Kelsey Grammer? Yes! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he must have agreed to do that thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I right. guess we're we're done. Like we're it done. seems weird to be like done. No, I mean it seems like a normal amount. I will say, okay, one thing I want to point out: this episode won outstanding multi-camera picture editing Emmy for a series. Oh, um, Ron Volk won it for the editing on this episode. That's cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so then I guess we're at uh, drinks, drinks for this episode. So, um, s- someone out there was drinking some orange Julius. So I think there was a line. I think you're right. There was a line. So someone was drinking some orange juice. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's all the wines for the proposal mm-hmm. thing. I don't know what they were, but there was definitely some wines. And then the beer. Yep. The Adlers. Still drinking those Adlers, which we still haven't tried yet. There's, mm-hmm. there's some Adlers. Uh, no callers in this episode. Uh, did you have a good word? Oh, there definitely are good words in the <laughs> opening of this. And... Yeah, okay. Last episode. I literally have... We have in the last episode you saying there's like three very good words. I didn't write them. Wow. I thought you would have written them down when you were noticing in the last episode that there were so many no. good words. Latent. There's our good, there's our word. No, that wasn't the word. <laughs> no, no. I wasn't saying it was, but. I don't think that's a good word. What does it mean? I don't have the noun. No, no. What adjective. I mean is like, I feel like that's a thing that I'm, I'm saying in the sense of it being like a word where in its context, you might not know what it means and what they're referring to. So it's a thing we talked about, about how it's specifically referring to a, a latent homosexuality and this idea that, of, that Freud had that sometimes people who either don't know about like the idea of being homosexual or are are taught to be against or whatever they are and they don't realize they are because they don't consider those feelings and they don't think about that meaning essentially mm-hmm. i know it wasn't meant to be what your thing was for the good word but i feel like that's a thing that i feel like we talked about the definition of it okay great mm-hmm. all right let's rate this episode you know I don't really write a rating for this episode mm-hmm. because I just really liked it. I'm just going to say it's a five. All right. Okay. I was going to do 4.5. You know what? But what the hay? All right. Five haze. Five haze. Okay. No, no. It's probably going to be Cajun style crab cakes. <laughs> All right. All right. So the only reason I'm not giving it a five is because of the stuff with um with, with Gertrude. Where like she yeah. that I found upsetting. So I, I gave this one four point two Wolfgang pucks, which means since we are sending off Rob Hanning, mm-hmm. one of our highest rated, most prolific writers on this episode, I just wanted to say that. So his final rating, after the fourteen episodes that he's written, came to a three point eight seven, which is a pretty solid rating, considering the three point eight seven Lori Kirkland Baker, who is was previously who was who is still our highest rated regular mm-hmm. writer, is three point nine eight. Oh, so 
like Rob Hanning is right up there. Very solid writer, wrote, wrote some great episodes. Mm-hmm. And and so I just wanted to give a proper little stand up by letting, letting everyone know that with those ratings, that's where his final his final score was for us. Uh, and thank you, Rob Hanning, for all the good stuff that you wrote. So Thank you. <laughs> and the IMDb rating on this episode is an 8.3. Okay. Very good rating mm-hmm. for this, especially for this season. It's very, yeah, that's it, why I gave it a five. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, I pretty much enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Honestly, like, if you didn't, it, like, if it didn't kind of have to have Mrs. Moon being I Mrs. Mean, Moon. that's why I said I was going to give it a 4.5, mm-hmm. which is still, like, higher than your rating, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's just. But I, I just decided, I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hey? Yeah. I just, like, even liked it even more after talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that brings us to the part of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to messages you send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail.com. Uh, we got a, a a couple of tweets. Uh, well, we got a tweet from Maria Dunn uh, that also Ben Island Isles responded mm-hmm. to, saying... Uh, regarding Simon's accent, you're wrong. No British accent on that show is as bad as Clive's British accent. He makes Dick Van Dyke sound like a native. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, no, that's fair. I, I said that, and then as I, even as I was saying it, I was like, that probably isn't true. I think I just am hearing Simon I more forgot. recently. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's bad. And then Ben just wrote back, like, he laughed and wrote, I thought the same. Simon's accent is accomplished by comparison. <laughs> Which, yeah, no, uh, you're you're right. You're right. Clive's is real bad it's real bad and then maria also wrote to us to say uh just started listening to the latest app and your title medley lured my four-year-old into the kitchen where i was hiding slash doing housework uh she demanded i start it again so she could dance to it you may have succeeded where i have failed in creating a budding fraser fan (laughs) adorable (laughs) that's adorable and amazing and and you know uh, hello to your to your four year old and yeah, uh, and that's exciting. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope she does like Fraser enough that when she's old enough, she can listen to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, but yes, uh, thank you for letting us know that. That's great. All right, uh, anything else you wanted to say on this episode? No, I just refreshing. This is, is like a really refreshing episode yes. to see this season. Like, it uh, it's just been it's been kind of disappointing. I think mm-hmm. like it's. Not the best. We all yeah. we know yeah. this. No, it feels good. It, it, feels, it does feel good. It feels like a Rob Hanning episode. It does. It <laughs> does. <laughs> all right. And so with that, this has been episode 915, The Proposal. And this is TGI Fricade wishing you all good mental health. Don't forget to look behind things. <laughs> Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Go!